This is the MDRT Podcast. Millennial clients may take a more active role in financial discussions than some older clients. How does this impact advisors? During a recent conversation at MDRT headquarters, Travis Manning from Caledonia, Ontario, Canada. Angie Shea from Richmond, Virginia. Victor Villumier from Guadalajara, Mexico. Discuss what they've learned about how millennials think about retirement and how advisors can do their job better with these clients. For me, it's understanding that they have a much more collaborative nature, whereas the clients that I typically deal with that would be pre-retirees or retirees, they are looking for somebody to advise them, give them instruction, create a strategy, create a plan. What seems to be true with the millennials is they really want engagement. They really want you to collaborate with them, to ask really great questions, allow them an opportunity to kind of process the information, maybe go out to public forums, if you will, blogs and research information, and then be able to come back and bounce those things off of you. So it's much more collaborative. And one of the things that I was reading in an article that I've implemented in my practice was to show, not tell which is very different. The showing involves asking them questions to things that they see in their own place, in their own space that they are right now, problems that they recognize with either their parents or their grandparents and how that affects them. And that's more of a show as opposed to telling them stories about what we've experienced. So that's kind of how I'm approaching that differently with that generation than what I typically do with people my age and older. What's an example of something that creates a feeling of showing, not telling? I'll ask the question of them, do you know any of your friends or have you seen any situations where either they're going back to live with their parents or they have grandparents living with your parents? Do you see that? I mean, how prevalent is that to you? Or I'll ask them the question of, what do you think about debt? How do you feel about debt? And that question always brings a very interesting response because Most of the millennials that I talk to, they are adverse to debt. They don't want to be in debt. They don't want to have credit card issues. And they tend to, what I see, they're actually saving to spend better than what my generation did. Yeah, as an add-on to that, I'm finding that with the millennials, they are much more informed than older generations as well. Because, I mean, they can look up anything, and they will. I'll find that, too, when I'm talking to them, I'll say to them, well, I'm sure you've read about this type of a retirement vehicle or this type of investment or whatever else, because they'll mention something or other. And I'll say, well, let me know your understanding of it. Like, what have you found out about it? And and I find, like, kind of like the show, same type of thing. Let them put out what they know. And I think they really respect the fact that I want to hear what they know. I'm not just saying, hey, this is what I know, because this is what I do every single day. It's what do they know? And then, you know, sometimes they have it bang on perfect. Other times... Part of it's a little bit wrong. I said, oh, and I'll say to them, look, you know what? You've got a great understanding of it, except the only thing that's a little bit different is is this part here and here and here. But that's fantastic. And I really encourage them to engage in dialogue with me about it because then, again, they feel like they're part of the process because I guess they kind of want to feel validated that they're not just a dumb kid. They know what they're talking about. And also, I, I find, too, with them, when I'm broaching the subject of retirement planning, I'll say to them, well, it's funny because I'm 42, and I'll say it's funny because to me, when I think of the 90s, to me, that feels like it's five, 10 years ago, but that's over 20 years ago now. I said, like, I had the disturbing thing where I was an MC at my buddy's wedding, and while I was talking on stage, I said to him, well, yeah, I met at my first year university, and this is a few years ago, and I said, which was 
20 years ago. And it blew me away at that time because I didn't think of it that way. And I said, and that's going to happen to you. I said, you might already be like, well, the people from high school, you think of them back in high school, they never change. But in reality, five years has gone by already and you don't even realize that's happened. I said, that's how retirement happens. Five years, 10 years, 15 years goes by so fast you don't realize it's happening, so you've got to start thinking about it now. And a lot of them do seem to be more in tune with the idea of getting value for money. Whereas the older generations, I don't think were. They just thought, well, I'll dump a bunch of money in and it'll take care of itself. When I think the younger ones are seeing, well, I've got to take care of myself because we don't have the same pension plans. We don't have job security like we used to have. We don't have all these things. So they're always looking for value in every single thing that they do. So if I can kind of help to show them where the value is and the value of, you know, putting things away and, and you know, sharing the ideas with them on, on how to do it. I think that really, really helps. And, and I let them know that, hey, I'm a resource. You know, I don't expect you to know every single thing about this because that's not your job. You know, your job is to do what you do and, and make money at what you do. My job is to do what I do and help you with any questions that you have about it. Does increased client engagement make advisors' jobs easier or harder? For the most part, it's a lot easier because then I'm fine with them bringing new ideas because there might be something where I've got it in the back of my mind that maybe they'd be suitable for it, but maybe not, and I've got to probe deeper. There's times when they'll just come right out and say, hey, I heard about this, and I really think it's a great idea, and I'll be like, wow, that's great that you've actually already researched that because you know the risks involved are this, and they'll, they'll go off and say, well, yeah, I was looking at that, and I was thinking I can do this, or I can't do this, or whatever else, maybe we can tweak it, and it's like, oh, okay, well you're already on board with it, let's go. <laughs> it makes things a lot easier to kind of plan it out with them. But they do seem to be a lot more engaged and, and see value in certain things more than even my generation does. It's interesting you say that, Travis, because I actually find it more challenging. Yeah? Yeah, I do, because the process is longer, and the net effect on my pocketbook is not necessarily bigger. And so <laughs> from a time management standpoint, I have definitely found it to be a, a little bit more difficult and I'm actually engaging some younger advisors to step in and take some of that from me because I enjoy it. I enjoy the learning and I enjoy them. But when you're running your business as a business, you only have so many hours in a week and you've got a certain number that you've got to make per hour. and. It does make it a little bit more challenging for me. It, it has been. You know, whereas something you might have done in two appointments previously, you start an appointment in January, and by the time they do the research and the background stuff that they want, it's March before they're coming back around. So mm -hmm. that has been a little challenging for me. Mm -hmm. But what might help, though, I do find with them, they are more inclined to look things up if you tell them to. If you say, hey, you know what, I know you've got an idea or whatever, maybe the next time we meet, look at this and this and this, or even if you have the resources, if you have links to things that they should be looking up, say, here, here's the links, or I'll email you all the links to this website that explains that or this website, and they will go look at them. And again, my generation, half the time, they're busy working. They don't think about it. And the time they think about it is five minutes before they're meeting with you, whereas these ones, they seem to carve out that time and actually look at it. So that can work, but I, I know what you mean. They, they are more prone to distancing things out a little bit, but then once they actually get keyed into it, they'll be right on it. Specifically for millennials, I think that, as Travis said, they have a lot of information. And I think that my best input for them is to make it simple as possible. So even though they look up for the internet and they look a lot of things, I think that my job is they're really good at what they do. So just uh, let them know and build a lot of trust, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. 
I don't care about the time I'm going to take to define the strategy or, or whatever. But the most important thing I found here is that uh, giving the amount of information they have, I only have to make some clear strategy to set the steps they have to, well, they, they don't have to, they must take if they want my advice. And obviously we have to work on what they want. I usually show them my personal plans. So I think that that grows a lot of uh, trust, openness. So when I show them, I mean, I, I started at 28, my retirement plan, and I show all the things I have done, N not to impose what I've done for myself, but to make them realize that you have to start as soon as possible. Travis said <laughs> that time goes past really fast. So the sooner the better in, in, yeah. in, in retirement. So I just show them the, my, my personal plan and, and that will help, that is helping. That brings us to the end of this month's episode. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on iTunes at MDRT Podcast. See you next time.